Abbott Otter's Jug Band Christmas, brought to you by your local McDonald's restaurant. We hope you'll enjoy this evening's presentation. And remember, when it comes to good-tasting food and fast-friendly service, nobody can do it like McDonald's can. Hi, hello there. It's starting to party. He's Bill Dale. We're going to fill a pop culture hose. Very peace and meal. We're going to down the wild. Should be. building, they say. You're not going to do your Kermit voice and be like, hey-ho. I said hi-ho. I don't have to say hi-ho. Hey, it's, 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 it's Daniel and Bill riding our bicycles through Frogtown Hollow, I guess it's called. Kermit the Frog here. Exactly, yeah. Um, I sh- I'm already over- overriding you. This is your podcast. This is your episode. I'm gonna shut it's up. It's our right. podcast. Well, it's our podcast, but you picked this, but you just happen to have picked something I am <laughs> and righteously, you know that. intimately familiar with. This is... I, I would say this is definitely Bill's episode. Yeah. Because not only is it one of your favorite Christmas specials, the day recording it, it's also your birthday. Ah, uh, yes. the day it comes out is the day after your birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, boy. Which that doesn't mean anything to anyone else, but yes. I turned 24 today. It's a good day. Yay, you're the same age as me. Yay! <laughs> Wait, We're both 24. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, but yeah, we're talking about the Jim Henson classic, uh, classic to not as many people as I would have thought. Um, mm. we're talking about, uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Um, yeah, you know, I'm always kind of surprised because people either seem to have been, be like me, where they grew up with this thing ever since they were little, little babies, or have, they've never seen it at all. And mm-hmm. you and I are both uh textbook definitions of both those people so how is it have you heard much about this before deciding to see this or what's only your... from you really yeah that's that doesn't bode well because <laughs> i have notoriously terrible taste <laughs> um hmm. <laughs> okay yeah, maybe this episode's gonna be less like of a I... slam dunk than no, i thought it was gonna be like i said last week it's hard to get the muppets bad so yeah, we did. Did we do a Christmas toy last year? No, we did the other Muppets, uh, Muppets special. What was it? Well, Sesame no. Sesame Street and the Muppets did, and I the Fraggles. Did we not? You I thought we had made an episode. You tried. You, you were debating between the two, but you decided on the other one because you started the toy. Because it was pretty cr- boring. Yeah, Christmas toys. Fucking. I don't want to say it's terrible because that would open the door for other people saying Emmett Otter's terrible, which you could probably say. You somebody pr- probably have some objective standard saying that. But I want to open that up legally. Like, if this were a court of law, I don't want to open up that legal loophole. But it was not as good as I was hoping it would be, at least from the little bit I saw. That's right, because yeah. then we did a, what, like a Muppet Family Christmas instead last year. Yes. Which was cute, but not like... Yeah. Um, what'd you think of this? Uh, it's... It's not... <laughs> <laughs> it's no. Bill's birthday, try not to hurt his feelings. <laughs> Well, it's it's some it's, big old bullshit. Aside from saying, "Hey, Christmas is coming," yeah, it's not really a Christmas special. Yeah, even on Christmas Eve, like they get a job, and that's the end of the yeah. special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, bo- bonus points for me, <laughs> from me for that, I guess. <laughs> well, it's about as much a Christmas story as the O. Henry. I cut off my hair so I could get you a gun, but then you shot off my hair with your gun. And the cops and arrested you. And we both you. ate candy bars. It's and we invented candy bars. <laughs> How is that a Christmas story? <laughs> what the fuck did I just read? Yeah, this is totally that kind of thing. Um, yeah, this and is. It's, it's, yeah. 
it's a not the whole thing, but it's a little too saccharine for my taste. But I can't imagine. Just because they keep on saying it about when the river will meet the sea for apparent no fucking reason every five minutes. They're like, did you know we're mortal? And Jesus is coming soon? And we're animals? When, what the hell's going on? When did, so how old? You saw this when it first aired? I saw, if not when it first aired, like the day after. Like, I've been watching this ever since I can remember. This is probably one of the first Christmas things I was ever exposed to as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so this that's what I'm saying. Brown. Yeah, this this is... Even more than most people who have grown up with this, because I I was two years old when this came out. My family had HBO, and so I may have. It's entirely possible I saw this the day it came out, and which, granted, I'm two years old. How much you really of this are you really going to absorb? But still, you know, shaped all your fetishes for the rest of your life. (laughs) That's true. I go to the fucking Oregon Zoo and I see those otters. I'm just (laughs) like, oh, if she can only sing sing about the mama in the washtub, you know. You joke, but the sea otter at the Oregon Zoo, one time I went there, and that sea otter was just swimming in circles, sucking his own dick. (laughs) Like, it's kind of at the start of the park, we walked around, the entire zoo came back, he was still doing it. Well, that's why they never made a sequel to this, because Emmett Otter, he drowned. As soon as he hit puberty, like a year after the special was filmed, he drowned in the fucking river. Trying to suck his, mm-hmm. like, he finally discovered his own penis, and oh my god, aren't otters terrible creatures? Aren't they supposed to be super vicious? I don't think no, I don't think uh, so. Oh, oh, I think you're thinking of seals. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Did you? And there's river otters and sea otters. What's and... the big aquarium here in Oregon? And giant <laughs> and hairy gay men. Yeah, otters. Uh, one. Uh, I... There's the o- Oregon Coast Aquarium, but I haven't been to it since I was like. Eight. Yeah, I went out there. I don't think it's that special. Years ago, with some friends, and they had uh, Harry Otter T-shirts, mm-hmm. where it was Harry Potter, but with the otters, and it was fucking cute. <laughs> mm. You know, of course, the otters weren't getting a cut of that money, but still, God, son of a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> Jim Henson's 1977 Christmas TV special, Emmett Otter Shark Band Christmas. Mm. How's it start? It starts with Kermit the Frog. Yes, depending on which uh, version you're seeing, because. Uh, I don't want to digress too much, but yeah, this was um, originally filmed with bookended with narration from Kermit the Frog, but um, after the Muppets got sold to Disney in the 90s, for the longest time, Kermit was cut out of this because he was no, you know, he was not technically now a Disney property, and but the Jim Henson Company kept on selling, you know, DVDs and VHS uh, versions of the special, so they had to cut out uh, the, that, that Disney-owned Kermit character. And I guess just recently, in the last, like, year or two, the the uh, uh, Jim Henson Company, I guess, made a deal with uh, Disney so they could re-release the original version of the special. So, yeah, it starts off with Kermit riding his goddamn bicycle. Yeah, and the strings are a little bit more noticeable than they were in the movie. <laughs> Which is pretty bad, because this thing is shot on some dodgy-ass VHS bullshit. <laughs> this is not, yeah. like... Yeah, um, well, you know, the interesting thing is, though, I forgot that this actually came out two years before the Muppet movie, and everyone talks about the Mm. Muppet movies the first time you ever saw any Muppets on bikes, but technically this is it. This is actually, uh, doing a lot of technological breakthroughs that the Muppet movie would kind of expand upon, but yeah, like, I guess the Muppet show had only been on for a year or two before this got made, and so this Mm. is, like, right when the Muppets really had started becoming a big thing, and this is the first, like, big technical thing, but yeah, uh, Kermit on a bike is... On strings <laughs> is is yeah. yeah. But his strings get tangled and he crashes into a signpost and lets you know he, 
He's there to tell you the story about Emma Otter's Drug Band Christmas. Frogtown Hollow and stuff on the sign. And uh, old jalopy rolls up. And it's a, a, a rat, maybe? A dog, maybe? Th- a lizard? I think it's a, a bear. A snake puppet I've never seen before? That's a tiny-ass bear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. The, he's maybe just a bear cub who found, like, a cowboy hat and a jean jacket. Yeah. They use a fishing pole to steal Kermit's scarf. Oh, yeah. And then go tearing off. What a bunch of buttholes. Yeah, I forgot the leader of the band's like, I like that scarf. And they just steal, and then they just throw it in the mud, and it's all fucked up. Mmm, all fucked up. But Kermit, he's he's not deterred. He's like, oh well, tell you the story anyway. I do like. I don't need. I don't need no fucking scarf to tell you the story. <laughs> he's all fatalistic. He's like, well, those guys are assholes, but assholes are also a part of <laughs> Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And I was like, okay, well, we've seen more of them. Yeah, they're yeah. buttholes. They're gonna be part of the moral of the story, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a shot of a Mr. Rogers-style diorama set with the credits to the movie. Yeah, it's obviously like a tabletop model of the town that the rest of the the special takes place in, which is kind of cool. You've got, like, puppeteered geese and stuff flying over the skies. It it reminded me of the time I fell down the deep, deep, deep YouTube hole of watching people uh, make model railroads. Uh, models. Oh, you know what? That's, you know, because I was trying to think of, like, what kind of aesthetic they were going here for, and that's totally the kind of, yeah, kind of Appalachian kind of countryside. This really does look like a big, like, Christmas time train set. Because mm-hmm. it's that old 19, like, kind of like old, earliest 20th, 20th century kind of, yeah, I never thought about that before. Well, why would you? Well, God knows. Uh... I've been watching this, this story for 42 years now. I should know, that's, but, yeah. Yeah. So the story begins in late August. Mon Emmett rowing up the river, singing songs. A song about Grandma, who is well known for her bathing suit, I guess. Yeah, they're talking about how fat ass Grandma was. A pirate tried to steal her bathing suit to use as for sale for a ship. Okay, all There's right. A big lady. Oh, um, yeah. Not to keep on dodging, do- dogging on the the, the 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 technical aspects, but this like again, just watching this last night, I was like, how the fuck did they film this? Because there are some bits where obviously Ma and Emmett Otter, they're obviously just you know radio controlled in, in the long shots because you see their heads are kind of mm-hmm. like just rocking back and forth very basically. But then there's like in the middle shots where you can tell it's so they're obviously like normal Muppets. There there's a hand up their ass, but they're on a boat that's moving down a river. And yeah, you, you can't see the bottom of the boat, though, so I would imagine they're, like, yeah. placed right in front of the water. But even then, even if they're just right beneath the water, then, like, how are they moving? But there's there's things that people can pull wheels on that they can roll. So are they, like, in a like a little watertight tank that's, like, rolling down, like, on an underwater track? Because I was thinking what happened. There may be just, like, like, I'm sure the water's only, like, an inch deep or whatever. But what I'm what I was kind of wondering, I wonder if the background is actually moving and that the puppets are actually staying stationary because this is kind of like mm-hmm. um, the in the Rainbow Connection, the beginning of the Muppet movie. Uh, again, that was a big technological breakthrough because you had Jim Henson puppeteering Kermit sitting on a log in the middle of this like n- actual lagoon. Like it's not a set or anything like that. 
And obviously, there's nowhere uh, Jim Henson could be except inside. I think they actually put him inside like a bathosphere beneath the log, so he could puppeteer Kermit playing the the banjo singing Rainbow Connection. And this seems to be kind of like precipitating that a little bit. But yeah, this is even weirder because it's actually like a moving thing. It's not just like a stationary log in the middle of a still lagoon. It's got a little bit of more of a, I don't know. But <laughs> that's not that's that has nothing to do with the plot. From just from a technical perspective, I was like, what the hell is going on here? This is actually pretty kind of. Mm. Kind of crazy for just like a, a little kid's TV special. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so many times it was her bathing suit was drying on the clothesline and somebody would mistake it for a circus tent. Grandma was just a fat, <laughs> fat, fat otter. She exploded. She was a John Waters movie waiting to happen. She's dead now, but they still make shit out of her one bathing suit. They're still, the song they're still making soap out of her leftover lard, and yeah. it's terrible. Her bones are being used to prop up the current circus tent. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her bones so. are supporting the earth on which Frogtown Hollow's been built. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Emmett and his mom mentioned they don't, they don't have no money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's some... kind of their defining characteristic, is that they're both bone-ass poor. Yeah, some shitty fox ladies there standing on the dock being an asshole about them being late with the laundry. Yeah. And the last time there was a scorch mark on the sheets they brought her. How are you washing laundry that that, that they're going to have scorch marks on them? I guess she must have been ironing it. wash things with fire. Yeah. Well, she must have been ironing the sheets. But then, like... Yeah, Ma Audra's like, well, we'll knock off a couple bucks, and she's in the, yeah, the fucking, it's bad how much I remember this just from, just from watching this a billion times in my lifetime, and she's like, you certainly shall, and then you just want to murder that fox lady. Yep, and that's her contribution to the movie, pretty much. Yeah, although I think she's one of the judges at the end. Yeah, she is, but she doesn't do anything. Yeah, I guess she's there. married to the Fox guy who's hosting the talent show at the end. But yeah, yeah. So Ma uh, says she can knock the price down, like you said, and the, the Fox says yes. Remind her that next time she pays her and harumps off, leaving Ma not getting paid three days before Christmas. And uh, hopefully somebody in this town saw Homer's notes and will be killing that wealthy dowager. I don't know what specific reference that is, but I'm down with that idea. Oh, Bill. It's the episode where Homer goes to clown college and Krusty throws the pie in the face of the wealthy lady. Is that the one with the the gangsters where Homer, where where, where Bart's also working as, as as a bartender at the gangster? shop no you're getting your gangster episode because i know that ends with like homie showing up dressed as crusty the clown doing the 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 bicycle trick no no you're getting your two episodes mixed together Uh, i don't know if i've ever seen this clown episode what are you talking it's it's they just talked about it on talking simpsons did they i gave up on that podcast it is too liberal for my tastes No, I'm actually, yeah, I need to catch up with that talking Simpsons. It's been a little while. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I must have blacked out every time I've ever tried to watch that episode. you've seen it. It's the one with the, stop, stop, he's already dead. Really? That's a clown? Yes. Clown school. You are a terrible Simpsons fan. (laughs) Is that the one with Gabbo? 
No! Because <laughs> I was confused the one with Stop, 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 he's already dead. All. Oh, I'm confusing Gabbo's exploded brain flying into the <laughs> children's eyes. Yeah. That head. Oh my, that is, okay. <laughs> we're, we're getting off the mark here. <laughs> I oh, thought anyways. you were going to laugh at my Simpsons reference joke, but you're like, <laughs> oh, that's from the episode of Gabbo, right? It's Fuck. been a while. Man, I don't remember any kind of a, like, a crusty clown school. Man. I need to look up images just to refresh my memory, because I, like, the, I, I recognize bits that you're talking about. Yeah, Krusty slams a pie into the wealthy lady's face, and she slams in the wall and, like, cracks behind her, and Homer <laughs> oh, makes he, a note He hits in her his super notebook. hard? Oh, Homer yeah. the clown. Kill wealthy dowager. Oh, is that the one where he's, like... <laughs> Oh, according mm-hmm. to the internet, that's Homie the Clown, the same one I'm talking about. Yeah, but that's not the episode. Krusty's massive gambling debts and extravagant personal life land him in deep trouble with the Springfield Mafia. To make yes. money, he launches a training college for clowns and Homer enrolls. Yeah. So yeah, uh-huh. I was right. No, you weren't. You were talking, saying that was the episode where Bart bartends for them. Yeah, isn't he bartending? No. That's oh. a completely different. Uh, that's the episode where Fat Tuna is introduced. Oh, well then how is it that Bart's there to watch? Wait, is Bart even there to see Homie do no, the... No, he's not there at all. Okay, okay, so I was half right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you weren't... No, you weren't! <laughs> that was a great trick he does on that little baby bicycle. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. You've made this old Italian stereotype very... <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought maybe there was like a second uh, Homie... Okay, okay, okay. I thought there was a different second clown college episode. Okay. No. Anyway. anyway we didn't do a Simpsons podcast that just miss me misremembering jokes <laughs> and, and whole episodes of the Simpsons and you trying to yeah, I think reiterate that's what they life. Oh my god. Anyway. Okay. In town, the evil guys that Kermit introduced are driving around. Chuck is apparently the leader. They're going to the music store. They smash a fruit cart on with the car on the way. The fish spits in the owner's face when he complains about it, and they're going to music and stuff. Yeah, yeah. they get a lot of mileage out of the 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 the, the whatever the fuck is in the fish tank squirting water. People, it's a fish, Bill. Is it a fish? I thought it was like yeah. I thought it was a more like scientifically accurate frog. No, it's a fish. That's why it's always in water. Oh, okay, that kind of. Okay. <laughs> well, it's got the big bulgy eyes. It looks more like a frog than Kermit does. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah. then, then marionettes of Emmett and Ma are kind of bouncing down the street, <laughs> talking about their money. There is. It is scientifically impossible to make a marionette look like anything but bullshit. I don't know about that. Here it is. You got the Henson Company, the finest puppeteers in human history, and these marionettes just look like they're like. They're finally just dragging the puppets through the streets while the puppets are screaming. <laughs> the marionettes are that bad. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. But, they, they, but yeah, they, Emmett and Ma are walking to the... Yeah, they're just like, yeah, but like, I guess they're delivering or picking up stuff in, in town or something like that. Yeah, yeah they're complaining oh, about Oh, yeah, their- no. They're doing... They're they're doing chores and like... Emmett's like, I guess that's the end of the money. And, and Ma's like, well, we still got plenty of chores left to do with, but I guess now that we oh. don't have any money, something, something. But yeah. Uh, hold on. I meant, did I miss it? Oh, yeah, I missed a part where uh, they there's a possum sitting on the dock uh, while, after the fox bitch leaves, and they, <laughs> they barter with them, and yeah. they'll trade a pumpkin for some socks, 
so she can make a pie out of that pumpkin and sell it and then she can use that money to buy more yarn to make more socks to get more pumpkins to make more pies yeah i was gonna point that out but i didn't want to be yeah i don't want to be that pedantic like you you missed the one part where there's a thing in the tree that says a thing like yeah so they i think they're in town to buy the which does go show that showing how they make a living is by doing small odd jobs like they're both doing odd jobs you find out that later that emmett does a lot of like uh fixer fixer up or stuff while mom's always like yeah Yeah. doing laundry and making pies yeah yeah you think uh, to quote the movie you think she'd be better at making money since she was married to a snake oil salesman but there are just aren't that many people who want to oil a snake which really kind of paints the dad in a bad light he really was just the fucking skeezy son of a bitch who deserved to die (laughs) i guess he's trying to rip people off um he suffocated on grandma's bathing suit (laughs) maybe fucked her to death and they both exploded (laughs) maybe she rolled over onto him while she was having a heart attack yeah, I just maybe. pictured the dad, whatever he was, probably... I'm assuming, I guess he's another otter. Probably sounded like um, Jimmy Stewart. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so they walk past the music stop, where Emmett notices a guitar in the window with inlays of pearls. He likes Which, it. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Ma, you could give me that for Christmas. And she's like, sure, why not the fuck? I got 40 fucking dollars just burning a hole in my pocket. Sure. She pulls out a gun and she's like, motherfucker, did you see how hard it was to even... I couldn't even get 50 cents out of the fucking Fox Lady. You want a $40 (laughs) guitar? Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Oh, but what's that sound? Rock and roll music in the store? Good heavens. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta give the the special credit for the rock band actually being a rock band, because they could have easily just made this like a hip disco band that would have dated this special a lot more. Mm. Yeah. I do like when they cut to inside the store and there's a weasel lady inside and she says, I can't believe what is going on in my store. And I think the puppeteer gives her just like, ah, she's got little beady eyes. Yeah. Granted, that's half the background characters in this special is like a, is essentially just the sock puppet with black beady little eyes freaking out about something. But I've always really liked the Henson weasels that they make. Yeah, because they, they look, look just really so good. inept and powerless and yeah. inherently comical. Um, yeah, one of the secret best things to come out of the special actually as isn't even actually in the special, uh, on YouTube, you can find there's 10 minutes, uh, uh, 10 minutes of outtakes of Emmett and Moss standing outside of the music shop as the Nightmare Band rolls a drum out of the shop as they're mm-hmm. finishing up their band practice. Uh, I guess Jim Henson wanted the drum to land in a very specific way when it fell as it was rolling out of the drum shop. And so it took, it took them like 30, over 30 takes to get it right. But someone did a great <laughs> compendium of like all the takes of it's it's I get was it Jerry Nelson was puppeteering Emmett and yet Frank Oz puppeteering Ma and mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just waiting for, like literally 30 takes in a row of just them watching this fucking drum being rolled out of the studio and then falling the wrong way. And like Frank Oz is like starting to lose his mind as all these takes keep on happening. And it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah, just just Google uh, Emmett Otter outtakes on, on YouTube and. It's it's pretty goddamn hilarious. I, I I think I had seen that earlier in my life, but yeah, I it's I, just I haven't seen them. You wonder how these how anything the Muppets got made because if they're gonna spend that much time on a fucking <clears throat> drum rolling out of a like it's such a completely innocuous thing. Who cares how it exactly how it lands as long as you just yeah. see the drum rolling out of the music shop? But anyway, but yeah. 
Uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. It was in all the reviews at the time. <laughs> that drone looked so good. It was so... It just landed on its side just so... It's pizza a chef cute emote. special, which is just put over the top by the way the drum rolls out of the music shop. God, because all these spe all these Muppets stuff is so technically accurate. If you're going to spend that much time on one little... Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, I guess one of the Toadies does come out and pick it up, and anyway, I guess... Well, uh, Emmett asks his mom who they are, and she's like, Beats me, hooligans is what they are. Probably those river bottom boys. Oh, those fucking river bottom boys. They come out of the yeah. store with the drum rolling after them. Uh, even if they didn't want them to roll, they shouldn't have made them round. Burp, oh. burp. So Chuck <laughs> lets the, the rest of his gang know he's hungry. No. He's hungry. So they get in the car and go away. Yeah, when people talk about getting hangry these days, I kind of think about that voice. Hungry. Mm, and I'm, I am literally watching this as we're recording, and uh, the shot of the Riverbottom team getting back in their car and speeding away, there's like one more weasel puppet sticking its head out the window as they're driving off, and again, it's that, it's that perfect, like, scared kind of, mm. like, fucking ridiculousness. Yeah. Also, it's always really funny to see inanimate puppets inside a moving vehicle like this, because that's when they really look and feel like toys more than anything else, and it yeah. just kind of adds an extra kind of bit of weirdness to a, a story like this. But, you know. mm -hmm. So later, Emmett and Ma are back on their boat rowing down the river. Uh, he's talking about Christmas, and she asks him, like, why do you have to talk about Christmas all the time? There's no point. We don't have enough money for regular days. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm going to talk about Christmas. Remember before Dad died at Christmas? <laughs> she just slaps him so hard he starts crying. Cool moves, yeah. Emmett. Oh, cool let's moves. change the show. Let's talk about dead dad on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Could you not talk about Christmas? Remember before Dad died on Christmas? It's just like, oh, God, you punished me, kid. Why did I never have you? I'm an otter. Didn't we have, like, 15 kids? Why did we keep you and drown the others, I guess? Oh. So, so they mentioned they've sold pretty much everything. They've hawked it all, except the wash tub, which sounds like rowing and singing time, which it is. They will be yeah, singing. Evan really does just go like, yeah, that's a good rowing song, and then they yeah. start singing the, uh... There ain't no holiday in the wash tub. That classic Christmas hit. Ain't yeah. no hole in the wash tub. It's just the song about how good cookies are, and if you fall down, it's a free ride. Mm -hmm. Slipping and a sliding in the tub. Yeah. We're past a guy who's fishing. He catches a boot. Yeah, they're really biting today. Oh yeah, Wendell the Porcupine. He's actually my favorite character in this whole thing because he oh, loves that guy. I don't know why I did the old Proxy boy. No, it's really? kind of like that. He's like a younger version no, no, of that. No. He's just, he's, hey, they're really biting today. Exactly. Well, when he's yeah. old, he's going to sound like, Arr. yeah. 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 He's, he's probably hey, where they got the voice for Tardy the Turtle on, turtle on Greg, Greg the Bunny. That's entirely possible, actually. Because yeah. yeah. Tardy talked like this. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's Tardy the Turtle on Greg the Bunny. Which is not that different from a uh, fucking strong sad, right? Strong sad, uh, a little bit, I guess. <laughs> the, the distant cousins to yeah. Wendell the porcupine. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a, a nice shot that you only see it once of the red sky and some crane, a crane in the 
foreground and yeah this is probably the most idyllic scene in the whole yeah. short where it's yeah the red sunset and you've got whippoorwill birds flying through the sky and like again geese and stuff and it's all just very it looks like a picture book it's very nice yeah. it's very beautiful Oh, oh sh- and also they do they do happen to go by the the saloon the inn or whatever where doc mm. bullfrog's hanging out yeah. and that just kind of sets up something for the end where he's like hey guys you guys do sing good I'll be back in 30 minutes to save your ashes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh shit, they woke up and there's snow on everything. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, beautiful. it's all dusty and... Mm-hmm. I and mean, go- snow levels are always my favorite video game levels, and so it is with this. Oh, what's that? I hear I hear Bell editing in the Diddy Kong Racing Snow level music <laughs> later. <laughs> Yeah, Emmett wakes up to the dulcet tones of Fendrana Drifts from Metroid Prime playing mm. outside of his window, and Ma Otter's like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Actually, what is... Is Diddy Kong Racing not just Emmett Otter, with but with cars? Because it's all just about talking cute fuckable animals. Fuckable? Fuckable! <laughs> yeah! Don't tell me you haven't thought that. <laughs> Those words just fell out of your mouth way too easily. <laughs> You never see Tip Top and just want to slam your cock into his ass? <laughs> He's like sleeping oh, inside a shell, and you're like, yeah, I ain't gonna be sleeping too much longer, Tip Top. <laughs> Christmas is coming early, right for your ass. Oh, no. Uh, no, I I did actually have a friend. Who is the tiger? Little tiger cub in that thing. He would always, my friend would always talk about how much he wanted to fuck that tiger guy in, in Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> oh, man. Which is funny because the tiger, it was like a 12-year-old boy cub. It's like a yeah. little kid cub. And he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck that tiger. And like, if any of us played as the tiger in Diddy, in Diddy Kong Racing, we're like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I mean. <laughs> what do it? Stop it. That sounds like somebody you'd be friends with. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was hilarious at the time. Maybe not so yeah. great now. But, like, yeah. <laughs> Just the idea that you're playing Diddy Kong Racing against someone who's talking about how they're just going to get you. They're going to get you. (laughs) You sexy little tail. I'm like, Mm. oh. Anyway. So Emmett goes outside to get wood. Uh, He meets a porcupine child. (laughs) Sounds worse than it is. (laughs) The porcupine child comes running up, tells him the old lady possum will give him 50 cents if I mend the fence. And Emmett's like, oh, it's a good deal. But I don't have any tools. Emmett's got tools in his dad's tool shed. Excuse me. His dead dad's tool shed. And if he helps, maybe they can split the money. So let's see. 50 cents. Half of 50 cents. Half of 50 cents. Half of 50 cents. Making a meal out of the fact that Wendell and the porcupine child's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Yep. So... Mrs. Muskrat shows up to the house and comes inside. She's uh, just there to use the spinning wheel Ma keeps borrowing. That's actually one of my favorite touches in the whole thing. That, like, yeah, Ma's just borrowing her shit indefinitely. Yeah. Uh, Which I've been guilty of doing that myself to other people's stuff, unfortunately. Emmett mentions that he got a job with Wendell and runs off. Uh, walking to the fence, yeah. Wendell tells. I guess he uh, grabs. I I guess he grabs the dad's pull t- tool chest because yeah, yeah, I guess he's stopping home to grab. Well, he's dropping off uh, wood and then grabbing the tool chest yeah. on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. Walking to the fence, Wendell tells Emmett that there's gonna be a talent show at City Hall on Christmas Eve, and the prize is fifty dollars. Which. And, yet, and imagine someone saying that while they're like flying over the sidewalk, <laughs> just gliding. as a marionette. It's in the <laughs> most kind of <laughs> like bouncy way. Yeah. Man, you know what? 
if mm. I ever were ever an X-Men, I want my power to be marionette motion. Where I'm just kind of like walking down the street, barely touching the ground. I can't fly or even hover, but just kind of bumble against the ground like I'm being suspended by wires. Just to freak everyone else out around me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and Ma's getting that same information from Mrs. Muskrat, who's telling her she should enter what with that singing voice and whatnot. So I know, who's the lady that voices Ma? Because it's I, Frank Oz is doing the It's a new lady, yeah, because uh, I didn't even realize, yeah, I was watching like a making of thing on YouTube not that long ago about the making of this. And yeah, the, the voice, the, the puppet was puppeteered by Frank Oz, but uh, they got a new lady who I don't think she had ever worked with the Muppet crew before or since. Mm. Uh, to, oh god, her name's like Mary Dottrell or something like that. She's still alive. She's like one of the oldest cast members. She was born like 1936. But, um, yeah, she's just, just someone they brought in just because they thought they needed someone outside of their own cadre of performers, which, yeah, I guess the Muppets don't have... The Muppets have... They have one lady who does, like, the voice of Janice. Wait, does a lady even do the voice of Janice, or is that, like, Frank Oz too? No, they've got they've got ladies now. I mean, they had ladies on the on Sesame Street and like on Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. But yeah, they. they I I give them props for recognizing they need to get someone new and someone kind of motherly and maternal. And yeah, I forget. Yeah, let me, let me see. If I, pull up I would like to name. see a cut of this movie with Frank Oz played the, the <laughs> exactly mother. Exactly singing would, about like that would change the feeling of the movie a lot. Well, that's one of the funny things is in the outtakes. From the music from the music shop scene with the drum roll I was talking about, uh, because you know the, it's it's before they dubbed over the voice with the lady, so it's it's Ma Otter but in Frank Oz's voice, mm-hmm. just like throwing sass at Jim Henson about like, oh my god, you're killing us here. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty goddamn cute. Uh, Marilyn Sokol, mm. uh, she is an American actress, comedian, singer, teacher, teacher songwriter. Uh, she has not done a whole ton of a bunch. She's still doing some stuff these days. She's been on Law and Order a bunch of times. Everybody's yeah, been on is... Law and Order. We've been on Law and Order. Yeah, this is definitely her her most renowned thing. Oh, I guess she was in the movie. She's played the bag lady in the movie pr- uh, version of the producers from two thousand five. Wow. Ugh. Oh, she was in Crocodile Dundee too. Oh, thank I redeemed. I really like Crocodile Dundee too. Hmm. Again. Don't ever trust Bill's opinion about anything. It's true. Anyway, but yeah, talent show. It's true. That's true for both of us. We probably shouldn't have a p- podcast where we judge <laughs> pieces well, of Crocodile media. Well, Crocodile Dundee 2 is great because they flip-flop the first one because then they go back to Australia and it's Crocodile Dundee and his native environment fucking up the drug runners and they all mm. get fucked up. It's great. It's great. They trick them. It's no short circuit to, but you know... What is? Uh, I was never really partial to Short Circuit 2. That's that's a little too goofy. Right? Uh. Where, like, they have a little bunch of little toy Johnny Fives and stuff like that. Mm. I know you were just joking about that reference. <laughs> I but sure now was. I never saw Short Circuit 2. <laughs> I was going to say, Bill's, Bill's sucking all the fun out of the conversation by actually okay, getting wound right, up about Short right. Circuit 2. I'll, it's no Mannequin 2. I'm just saying, well, Mannequin 2 and Short Circuit 2 are like the Phantom of the Force Awakens. Oh, Don't they both take place in New York? So yeah, think it's, it's in that the same thing universe. Where, like, did some, like, yeah, is Johnny yeah. Five from the same universe as Mannequin? They feel like they should be part of the same like expanded. <laughs> yeah, I would have not been surprised to see Hollywood from uh, Mannequin show up in Short Circuit too. Oh, so a couple what of other Muppets. <laughs> yeah, Muppets. Ask Emmett and Wendell to join their jug band. 
But Emmett's a no-go, because he'd have to cut a hole in the wash tub to make a wash tub base. Yeah, and the wash tub is how Ma makes her money, because she's obviously doing laundry and stuff like yeah. that. And I guess she only has one wash tub, so yep. he doesn't want to fuck up her, her, her way of living. Yeah, and there's no possible way to plug a hole in a wash tub. Or just get, like, a fucking, get any, I guess maybe a washtub has a very specific sound that you need for a washtub bass, because he, yeah, that's how he, he needs to make a bass for the, to, to be part of the band to win the well, $50 to, judging he from, wants to, Judging yeah. from the later, later in the movie, washtub bass are able to play a range of instruments. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they could be guitars, I mean, they could be drums, yeah. they could be violins, they're whatever you need it to be. Yeah, that's one of the things when watching this movie in quote-unquote HD, as HD is like a 1977 video production can be. Like, yeah, you kind of really realize how they weren't even trying to pump, like, uh, get the, 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 the instrumentation to sync up with music that you're actually listening to at all. Um, but yeah, Emmett wants to, what, he wants to put a down payment on a piano? Yeah. For his mom, because, like, the last Christmas that they had with uh, their dad... With his dad, like, she played the piano. Well, the piano was a big thing for her, and, she, like, he would like to get one back for her. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think of a way to make a joke about little women and, and the ma dying of some disease. You know what? Emma Otter Drugs Man Christmas is the little women of Christmas TV specials. Because <laughs> it's the same kind of, like, maybe late 19th, early 20th century kind of modeling saccharine family Christmas sacrifice. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could easily... I remember the yeah. villains and little women driving around in cars and having electric guitars <laughs> on stage. What is kind of... I, 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 you can see... You know. <laughs> Best sentence of the day. <laughs> well, no, because I'm, I'm getting this weird mashup in my head of, like, the 1994 Little Women starring Winona Ryder, which we just talked about last year, again, thanks to you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's the same animal band that shows up, but because they're animals and they're people-sized, it's essentially the rock -of fire explosion that shows up that they have to compete against in the middle of the Civil War background <laughs> backdrop, but it's like everyone's minds are blown by how rough and tumble this rock -of fire explosion band is singing covers of, like, old 50s tunes and mm. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, I could totally imagine, like, people in, like, 1860s New England having their minds blown by this robot animal orchestra. Um, yeah. So, back to the special, uh, the scenes are cutting back and forth with Emmett and Ma thinking about how much money $50 is and what they do with it. Ma could buy Yeah, they Emmett. spent a lot of time showing the characters hemming and hawing about yeah, this. Yeah, Emmett could, uh, Ma could buy Emmett that guitar he was looking at. A proper store-bought gift. He's never had a ch and he's never had a chance to buy his ma or pa a gift. And now it's too late to buy pa something. Jeez, Emmett, we get it. Your dad is dead. Fuck it. We all have dead dads here. It's great. Thanks a lot. Which, as yeah. a kid, I'd be watching this when I was like 12 years old, and I'd be hankering, you know, hanging like begging my parents for like a copy of Zelda too. Then I'd watch Emmett Otter's Drug Band Christmas for the upteenth time, and like. Seeing the mom get all bent out of shape, like, I could get him a proper store-bought gift for once. We've never been able to get him a Christmas gift before. I'm like, shit, man, now I feel less, feel bad about, like, I need my, I need Mega Man 2. If I don't get <laughs> Mega Man 2, I'm going to shoot myself and you guys, too, when you're sleeping. <laughs> um, well, that's, that's, I, that's... I had problems as a kid. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 
I would leave, yeah, leave pumpkins in their beds with with the f- face drawn on it, with the knife stuck in the head, and a note that says "you." Mm. Uh, if I didn't get my way, yeah. Uh, and then your mom would make a pie out of that and trade it for some socks, and the cycle would exactly, yeah. Over again. That's a, that's what life was like on the river, yeah, the Allegheny River in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Oh, but Ma would need a costume, a new costume she'd wear. And he needs to, to be stretching a little bit. Like yeah, he needs really... to put a hole in a wash jog, and she would have to sell her hair to buy him the chain for his pocket watch, and he'd have to sell his pocket watch to buy her a brush for her hair. Oh, all the problems are just what to do, what, what to, do. to do. It's really weird too, because like when Ma's talking about this, uh, Mrs. Muskrat is like giving her a bikini, like a brazilian bikini wax and uh-huh. they never commented within the within the show itself but it's just what they happen to be in the middle of doing uh-huh. while she's debating whether or not she can like afford to hawk her dead husband's tool chest to get the yeah it's a yeah thing. it's a weird weird scene there sure yeah. is you don't you never see what an elderly otter woman's crotch looks like when it's been brazilian waxed down to the skin it's just a horrifying ugh. So Emmett saws the branch off a tree. <laughs> yeah. Comes home with the Xmas branch. I love that they're so poor they have an Xmas branch. Well, it's, I don't think it's necessarily they're so poor because they're like, Pa would always go out to chop down a tree and he'd come back and he'd say, I didn't chop down that tree, I'm a good guy. I forgot about that. Well, that's just how godly and nice the dad was like, that tree was still there. I don't have to cut it down. And mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot that's the thing. Although, considering how many trees that Emmett has to chop down to bring in all the wood that he's always bringing into the house, it's like obviously, obviously, has no compulsion cutting down trees. I guess for Christmas they do like what the president does during Thanksgiving, where they just like, um, uh, they they exonerate the one turkey. I guess they do that with. The tree. They're like, oh, under normal circumstances, you that you would be our tree, but we're gonna let you live this year. We'll just take a branch. Yeah. So that that had me wondering: is your Christmas tree a branch, or is a Charlie Brown Christmas tree? Say what? Haven't I seen in the past Xmas times? Haven't I seen like a a single little branch on your desk? Yeah, no, that's a Charlie Brown Christmas okay, tree. Okay, could yeah. have been either. Which, I mean, that's the joke in a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, is that's just a branch, too. Yeah. Although, the the, the only the, the only thing that really separates the Charlie Brown Christmas tree from the Emmett Otter Christmas branch is the fact that, yeah, the Christmas, the Charlie Brown Christmas tree has the ornament on the end that makes it sag. <laughs> yeah. But even then, they both have the same, like, cross-shaped wooden X bases and everything like that, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Don't act all incredulous with me, sir. What are you I thought talking you were talking about whether or not like they're the same thing. Like, 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 <laughs> Emmett Otter somehow stole oh. Charlie Emmett Brown's Emmett Otter tree broke into Charlie Brown's house and stole his Christmas tree. Yeah. Which, that, I mean, that's what it looks like if you <laughs> take reason, that ornament off. The reason the ornament's the not thing. on there is Charlie Brown was chasing him and Emmett had to throw it at his giant, giant head. Get away. <sighs> Fucking blockhead. But yeah. So he asks if it's safe to use Paw's slide now, and yes, the ice is thick enough, so they go outside and use a slide built into the hill to slide down it over and over again. It might, it might be the oh, best thing Paw ever built. 
And this is when this is the most marionette action you see in the whole goddamn show. Yeah. And it is extra fucking hilarious because, like, I think you've got both Emmett and uh, Emmett and Ma, like, riding around on the ice, but still in marionette form. And so they're just kind of like kicking their legs up and stuff. It just. Oh my fucking god. It is extra ridiculous. It's. Yeah. It's. Yeah. And the slide just seems to be like a black plastic garbage bag. They just have, like, mounted to the side of the, the river bank. <laughs> Which I always thought was kind of weird, too. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, they talk for a little bit and they wind up saying a person's got to take some chances or life will never come to nothing. So Emmett thinks Pa would hawk that tool chest and Ma thinks Pa would make a hole or other way. Ma thinks Pa yeah. would hawk that tool chest and Emmett thinks Pa would make a hole in that wash tub. Pa's dead. It doesn't seem like he made the best choices. He was also a snake no, oil salesman. Paul, uh, yeah, Pa kind of railroaded these two bastards. I feel kind of bad for them. Which is funny because they both essentially kind of break the fourth wall at the same time. Mm -hmm. Not not at the same moment, but they both kind of like turn to the camera and they're like, da, 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 da. yeah, they both like, Paul would have put a hole in that washed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Paul would have killed a man. Like that, the Paul just got taken down by the cops. Turns out Paul really was just a real piece of shit that like his wife and his son have just way over-glamorized, like, what a nice guy he was. Yeah. He was if only they had checked you know. inside of Emmett's doll, they would have found all the money he had robbed from the bank. <laughs> but they didn't. Night of the Otter? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, yeah. that's the sequel Actually, to this no, movie. Yeah, where Night, some... <laughs> Night of the Hunter guy would have done really well in this community. Everyone's all God-fearing and shit. Yeah, and they're all kind of stupid, yeah. so... Although I still don't know if they're as stupid as the community was in Night of the Hunter. Those people were dumb. Oh, don't wanna, we'll be right, right back. Oh, don't wanna, we'll be right, right back. Oh, don't wanna, we'll be right, right back. We're coming right back after these messages. We're coming right back after these messages. Hi, all. This is Kermit the Frog, and I'm here to tell you the story about Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Monday at 8, 7 Central, a special holiday treat for the whole family when Jim Henson's marvelous Muppets bring Christmas to Frogtown Hollow in Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Good night. <laughs> This is the first time when the river meets the sea shows up. Yeah. And they both, yeah, they both, they, they, they both commit to destroying each other's lives and then sing about how they're all going to die. Yep. And that's, this like the midpoint of the special. Yep. <laughs> and it's, things are getting pretty dark. Yeah. So she, she tucks, they go inside apparently and she tucks him into bed at night, gives him a kiss on his forehead, starts to walk away, turn back to look at her son and wonders... Just how much can you sell a healthy liver for? Hmm. And turns off the light. I sell him to the circus. <laughs> the next morning, Emmett wakes up. Well, if I remember correctly, like, okay, okay. I've oh been making fun God. of When the River Meets the Sea. This is kind of the big song that came out of this special. Uh, Isn't this the point where he, like, he, she's singing, like, When a baby is sleeping... There's mysteries for me, <laughs> and she's like actually tucking in the the Emmett Otter, no. and it's like, no, they stop. Doesn't that happen here? No, they stop singing when they get when he's getting tucked in. She tucks him into silence. Oh, okay, so maybe that's a later scene. But like they keep on repeating the song, which my mom always sang, and always always super sad and kind of sad to me, and blah blah mm. blah. It is that is when the river the sea when the river meets the sea sea is still a beast of a song if you grew up with it, like. Yeah. I, I still get all roast beefy weefs whenever I hear it. I get all 
My mom Even always saying, yeah. let the bodies hit the floor to me. <laughs> different generation. Yeah, different generation, you know. The bodies at the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Just whispering as she's turning up. She's blowing out the candle next to your head. Let, let the bodies hit yep. the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, she gets too excited and wakes up everybody and just <laughs> stomping around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't you know, know your mom, but I just the picture is just of any mom just getting so excited just by jokingly seeing hit, hit the bodies let the floor and getting her blood pumped up and then stopping around her own child's bedroom like in her nightdress and her fucking nightcap. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, the next morning... Emmett wakes up and leaves a note for his ma, says, Dear Ma, <laughs> except apparently I hit the wrong key and it says Dead Ma. Uh, <laughs> so I'll just change my note right now. <laughs> Dear Ma, I'll be gone all day. I'll explain about the West Hub when I see you tonight. Love, Emmett. And he completely yeah. doesn't see the note next to his note. It says, he just blows right past yeah. it, yeah. Dear Emmett, I'll be home late tonight. I'll explain about the tool chest when I see you. Love, Ma. I do like that, like the, how the mom has fancy handwriting and Emma just writes like a like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not that a bad. Child, but, <laughs> but you know what? Actually, considering how small those notes had to be for those tiny puppets, that's actually surprisingly nice prop craftsmanship. Considering those notes are about the size of a postage stamp. Yeah, yeah, that's neither here or there. But yeah, so I guess this is the day of the. This is the day of uh, the 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 talent show. Everyone's gonna go off and practice and do their shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when does, cause, what's the time frame here? Because at the start of the story, Emmett says, or Kermit says that it starts in August. But when, Does he specifically say August? I think so. Uh, okay. I wrote it down. Burp, burp, burp. They do say it's getting colder. Yeah. Which makes, you would suggest it's, I always thought it was like, like November or like late October at the latest. Well, it's, I'm pretty sure it's, Kermit says our story begins in late August. Okay. So maybe maybe they skip maybe when it snows it's when the time shift happens. Oh yeah, well there's definitely time. Yeah, there's at least a couple weeks in between the two, or at least a couple nights or something. Yeah, yeah. or at least that night there has been some time. Yeah, there's a time shift. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 the, the, the like four fifths of the story take place essentially over the course of a weekend, it seems. Because yeah, it essentially starts off one morning. They're like, oh hey, there's a talent show, and like literally the next morning. Is like the day of the talent show. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to Which see. Is... I wanted to see if there was a lullaby version of "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor," but there's not. Yeah. Yeah. But really. Yeah. With the internet the way it is, you think there's a lullaby or a heavy metal version of anything you can imagine? Yep. No. No. Gagnum no style of "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor." I'm sure there's got to be death metal covers of some of the songs from, from the actual Emma Dot or special itself. <laughs> Probably. Somebody <laughs> has to. <laughs> starring Christian Bale. <laughs> Where the river meets the sea, swear to me. <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> Where's Rachel? So. Is she in the sea? Emmett goes outside <laughs> and punches a hole in the wash tub. And I'm surprised he doesn't look up and say, What have I done? He's, he, uh, he commits. He commits. He's a dedicated actor. Yeah. And, hey, but yeah. And we watch so everyone's. We watch his jug band practice, and they're gonna practice a lot. 
Emmett put holes yeah. in his mom's wash is... jugs, so they're gonna get it right, or else he's gonna start cutting fuckers. <laughs> well, I guess it's he wakes up that morning, and yeah, the mom's already gone, so he takes the wash tub, and you see him. It's very, it's 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 a very big lead up in 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 the way it's presented in the special, where he slowly like puts out the wash tub, he put grabs a nail, and like you'd see him hesitating. It seems to last forever before he finally drives a nail, and even. When he drives the nail through the wash tub, it's this huge shrieking sound, which sounds... They did a good job of making it sound, like, ghastly. Yeah. He's obviously crossed this threshold oh, he, that he's not cool no with. There's no going back and now, And then, yeah, it cuts to them. They're practicing. And he's, yeah, he's being a total taskmaster because he sacrificed this wash tub. And, yeah, he's, he's kind of wound up yeah. about it. Which, also, too, back in the day when this, this played on HBO all the time in the early 80s, this whole them practicing playing barbecue, this was the thing that comprised the big commercial mm. for this, like... Mesh my barbecue. Boom. Yeah. This song, this, this this clip of 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 them uh, uh, practicing is is like scorched into my memory. Mm. Whenever whenever I see this part of the movie, at this this one, it feels extra Christmassy to me because it's just yeah. so. Saw that elsewhere, times his mom is at, with Mrs. Muskrat making a fancy dress for the contest. Mrs. Muskrat is throwing shade at her at the same time. It's well, like, what? I still can't believe you hawked the toolkit. And Ma's like, oh, yeah. I had to so I could get the fabric to make a new dress. I can't wear nothing. Besides, I can hawk it back when I win. And Mrs. Muskrat says, but what if you don't win? And Mom says, I've got to win. Yeah. All right, Mom, that Which seems does... like a healthy attitude to have. Hey, that's... Welcome to the poor, the underclass in America these days. Fuck reality, everything to sacrifice on a gamble that will be rich someday. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it does. Where does? Okay, so if if Emmett's mom is already gone and already hocked a tool chest, where does he get the tools that he uses t- to put a hole through the wash tub? He uses a branch yeah. as a hammer. Well, I guess he just uses a nail. Oh, I guess also, maybe he a spare nail. When he's around. fixing the fence for Mrs. Possum, that he was. Mm-hmm. Him and his buddy were splitting fifty cents for. He was doing a real shit job of hammering those nails in. <laughs> he he's he's the sole handyman in town. No one said he's a good handyman. <laughs> he's the only one they've got. Apparently, in fact, if he's the only handyman in town, he has no. Why should he or, bust his ass doing you a know good what? job? That's probably why Mrs. Possum hired the the porcupine kid because she was like, "I'm not hiring that Emmett kid again. He does a terrible job." And then a porcupine kid shows up with Emmett, and she's like, "Oh." Fuck! I, the, it's, it's the, it's the fucking He's gonna down. fuck up the fence. There are all these kids in this town are assholes. <laughs> what the fuck. Which, granted, the town only seems to have a dozen people living. You can't be surprised when, like, uh, like the four kids in town all happen to know each other. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah, it's, it's within Emmett's best interest to be to do to do a horrible job because that's what keeps him in in in, in business all yeah. the time. So at the kids' clubhouse, they're gonna. Head into town after practicing, then Emmett would like to get there early so they can be ready for the contest. And then they hear a noise outside. It's Chuck's gang on snowmobiles? I I don't know when this special is supposed to take place. I figured it was like maybe the 30s or 20s or 40s, but it's it's snowmobiles. Is it 1980? I don't... The weird thing is David Bowie is actually doing coke. (laughs) <laughs> on a sled attached to the back of the snow snowmobile, and it's like human David Bowie. It's like this weird cameo. That's weird. And it's just like okay. Uh, I, yeah. It threw me for a loop. I was like, what, 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 what year is this happening? 
Oh no! Yeah, because I, I mean, I think the snowmobiles kind of backfiring and stuff. They they obviously like rented or bought some kind of shitty secondhand snowmobile, but yeah, it's kind of yeah. confounding. Although I do love the bit where Chuck stops the snowmobile and goes, "Look up the birdies up in the trees," and like the other band members up in the up in the treehouse are like, "Andy, fuck you! We're gonna kick your ass!" We're not birds. We're a Chuck band practicing for the contest. And then all the bad guys, bad guys, laugh at the thought of them winning and ride off. Yeah. So I do love this because it's obviously like Jim Henson and, and the other older Muppet guys playing the rest of the band. Yeah. And I just love them. Especially there's one bit when, when, when Emmett's being a taskmaster when they're practicing. And I think it's Jim Henson's little weasel guy who's like, oh, mighty conductor here. He just gives him some sass and Emmett's all like, fuck you. And just like, I just like the interaction. I love it when Muppets give each other sass. Yeah. In any situation. That's always a good time. Oh, that, that, that YouTube compilation of. Muppets just fucking around outside for test footage for the Muppet movie. <laughs> exactly, like yeah. Like Kermit and Miss Piggy or- are sitting in a tree, just shooting the shit. Oh, mwah. Yeah. Beautiful. I love, yeah, because they just went out to, yeah, that was for test filming for uh, the Muppet movie, and they just wanted to see how well the Muppets would look just, like, outside, like, an actual, like, not on a set, but, like, what happens when we just get, like, yeah, Kermit and Fozzie just sitting in a wheat field, like, just shooting the shit at each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, again, that's another, yeah, worthy thing to, to look up on YouTube. Fucking classic shit. And yeah, and it's, it's just Jim Henson and Frank Oz just riffing off each other for, like, God knows how long, just mm-hmm. out in the middle of the English countryside. It's great. So everybody starts showing up to the competition that night. Ladies over dun, there, dun, dun, dun. gentlemen over there, herpeter. The fox running the show, standing in front of the curtain, and... Yeah. Oh, you missed one of the funniest jokes? I missed one when... of the funniest jokes. It's the knee slapper. It's actually the cover art of the of the VHS release in, in 1995. And he says, women go over there and men go over there. And there's a couple that are a dancing horse. And they tear themselves in half mm. to go to the respective dressing rooms. Cause... That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, That's some corny ass shit. So, the fox, uh, who I guess is also the mayor, uh, is running the show. Oh yeah, I never thought about that actually. Yeah, standing in front of the curtain. And for somebody that, mm. that, that, during our Follow That Bird episode, bitched about seeing Muppets with legs, there sure are a lot of lower bodies in this movie that you'd love so much. Uh, well, that's because they have such delicious crotches I like to look at. Oh. They, you gotta understand, these are the low, lower legs that shape my sexuality from birth. Oh, that does explain a lot. When I see fucking Emmett's little legs kicking up in marionette form mm-hmm. that just awoke something in me when I was two years old because mm. I was on I was a baby on my back and I thought the same thing it's... my tiny penis got as hard as a pebble um and I I'm peed on the TV screen the subject now uh <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what it's something I didn't notice until this time how they get away with the Fox mayor host dude uh, having his legs showed I didn't realize it's actually it's fucking I think it's Jim Henson doing the, the Fox guy uh, Jim Henson's hand is shoved up the fox's tail, mm. and that's how they get away with like showing the whole body, which I thought it was kind of weird because he's got a big, fat, thick tail, which kind of makes no sense. Mm. But yeah, uh, is there any? And you would be the one person on earth who would know this. <laughs> yeah, is there any Emmett, or has there been any Emmett Jug Band merchandise aside from Not DVDs or whatever? Not that I've seen. I've never seen any ornaments or. I mean, it was based off a storybook, which is a real, you know, like, you could buy the the, the book still. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've never seen any plushes or puppets or any kind of 
that's the thing. That's one of those things where I always, I always assumed Emmett Dollar Strike Band Christmas was a much bigger and more beloved Christmas hit than it is. And I think it's, well, I think a big part of it was it first debuted on HBO yeah. back in the day when barely anyone had HBO. Yeah. And so I think that kind of limited ex- its exposure. And by the fact, by, by virtue of the fact that it was shot on video and stuff, even by like the late 80s, it already looked kind of old and feeble. Mm. And so I think that kind of limited its, 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 um, its appeal to people. And so, yeah, I guess, yeah, it was never really, even though the people who love it really love it a lot, I don't think it was ever that popular to justify. It's a good question, though, because even these days, with Disney, I guess, maybe in control of this stuff again, I don't know. you think there would be... Look this up, actually. Emmett Otter merchandise. Because I would actually love some kind of stuff like that, but... Man, if you can get me an Emmett Otter plushie or something like that... Oh, well, of course people on Etsy doing stuff. Yeah, of course. No, oh, there are, like, little... Oh, my God, little felted Emmett Otter puppets and shit. Oh, man. Well, there goes the rest of Bill's oh, that's budget some... for the year. <laughs> oh, people have made, like, actual, like, animal otters? Doc Bullfrog Christmas Muppet. Wow, people have... Oh, and, of course, there are people still selling Riverbottom Nightmare Band t-shirts. Yeah. But, yeah, there doesn't look like... Yeah, actually, on the Muppet Wiki, Emmett Otter merchandise, there is a soundtrack album, the Jug Band Christmas book, and that's in the video. That's it. That's all, all they ever officially produced, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, here's the judges. Anyway. One's the fox lady from the early in the movie. Here's the bullfrog and another guy we don't care about. I think it's like a badger. Like it's it's like like a puppet they found in the middle of the street, and they just said, "Okay, we need one more character for the scene." They just you know? shoved their hand in some roadkill and flopped it around. Larry Stinkums. Larry Stinkums. So, oh, that actually works because if he is kind of a badger or a skunk or whatever. Uh, let's get things started with two people performing Carrot the Dancing Horse. They're wearing a horse costume, but they're not attached to each other. Great. And this is actually some more marionette action where the, it's just little kicking legs and just like it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And some yeah. guys. Seem- I do love even. Emmett, Emmett's bandmates are watching like, oh, with all the all the, all the action like this, we got the shit in the bag. Yeah. But uh oh. Yeah. This guy's singing a barbecue song. That's their song. Aw, oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's a super dopey guy, too, because he's like, barbecue. He's like super kind of like Jim Neighbors kind of guy. And so, yeah, and they're afraid that, like, if they come out there singing barbecue after this guy's singing barbecue, that everyone's going to think they ripped them off. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. You can just say, hey. You know, this is obviously not, like, professionally run talent. You get to say, oops, we accidentally... Or who's running this that they didn't, like, look at the rundown and realize that two of the performers are scheduled to play the same thing? You know, they didn't think that they could have said something ahead of time, but... Yeah. Either way. Either way. The jug band is fucked. Hmm. They feel defeated, but they're gonna go down the alley and do a new song, because they still have time to get get one out. Yeah, I guess there's enough... uh, uh, enough bands in this talent show, or whatever, enough acts in this talent show that they just go off and, like, practice for a couple hours, yep. I guess. Acts like two rabbits doing the old black velvet curtain full dancing thing that Henson Company was known for in the olden days. Yeah, the Japanese bunraku thing where, like, yeah, the performers are hidden behind, like, black velvet yeah. and they're, like, manipulating... <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of doofy, but it's, 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 it's funny. Oh, it's that's kind of doofy? How about... A whole group of squirrels flopping around on stage. <laughs> it is like 
20 squirrels. They're just throwing like, them. What the fuck am various, I looking at various here? Various arcs here and there. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. They do a good job of presenting how terrible these acts are supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Mayor also uh, tells Emmett's group, come inside or you'll miss their turn. And he wants this shit to look professional. So now it's time for Alice Otter to sing a traditional song of the river. Get those hankies out, ladies and gentlemen. This pile of fabric is about to blow your pants off. But the hankies are for tears, not the other thing. That's gross. I didn't mean it that way. Stop it. Stop it. No, it's for tears. Oh, no. No. I don't want to think about it. I could joke about <laughs> yeah. pissing myself as a baby to how, how much <laughs> Evan Otter turned me up, but I can't even joke about his mom. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So. No. No. I want to see no sexy ma otter. So, uh, Emmett, she sings, and Emmett notices her, and his friends say that she's way better than they are. Everybody loves the shit out of her. The whole crowd goes Yeah, wild. they're immediately defeated. They're like, oh, we're gonna die. Yeah, Emmett, Yeah, and to be fair, the audience does lose its shit over yeah. her. They're like, oh my god. I forgot, she's singing a song about how Welcome to Our World is the kind of song you would sing to a brand new baby. Mm. Where it's all like, welcome, stranger. Everyone's your friend. Yeah. It's very maudlin. Everyone's yeah. your friend. So, uh... It's telling the kid brand new Stone Cold Lie about what the world is like. Yeah. So, Emmett tells her she was awesome when she gets off stage, but now they have to perform their jug band. They're... I do like there's a moment where Emmett's ma just goes, Oh, thank you! That's great! You think you think I was pretty good before she realized, like, Hey, what, what the hell are you guys doing yeah. here, too? I always thought that was kind of cute, but... And Emmett's band's pretty good for throwing us together the last second. Just like Tommy Wiseau's The Room. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> Everybody loves them also. Also, it's not quite that charming either. But yeah, they're singing a song about brothers. Yeah. And it's kind of similar in tenor to Ma, uh, Ma, uh, uh, Ma Otter's song, where it's like, hey, yeah, we're friends, we all like each other, everything's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Mr. Fox says there's... That was supposed to be the last act, and they don't normally allow last-second additions, but these cases came all the way from Riverbottom. So the Riverbottom Nightmare Band comes in and plays some rock and or roll. And, yeah. uh, and move, uh, excuse me, special, you expect me to buy that a snake can play an electric guitar? Excuse me, I thought I was watching a documentary. What's next? The xylophone players gonna be hitting the same place on the, the xylophone twice in a row, but producing two distinct notes? C come on, Henson Company. Come on. Get it together. I, I, I don't get that. Joke. <laughs> I hate you. Is that the episode? Is that the Itchy and Scratchy Poochie episode? Yes, that's where, the Poochie like, yeah, episode. Yeah, because like, they're, they're, they're talking to Homer because he's at the, yeah, the, the, the comic book shop. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Wait. So is the fish supposed to be the eye candy of the band? Because it's not doing anything. It's just swimming in the tank still. It's yeah. not even singing. I, yeah, I don't know. Which, watching, I do love fucking, I, I, I know the whole premise of uh, this, this special boils down to, you know, sometimes even the good guys lose and flash and noise can triumph over good some days. Mm -hmm. But as long as we got heart, that's all that really matters. But the secret, secret terrible truth of Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas is that the Nightmare, Riverbottom Nightmare Band, is actually pretty fucking great. That, like, I fucking well, love the bear's, like, little gilded cape. That, and, and aside from, like, being a jerks in the music store, they didn't really 
do anything evil. No, they're just assholes. Yeah, they didn't break anything. Well, I guess they did almost break the drum roll that they almost threw yeah. out of the shop, but they're just, yeah, they're just motherfuckers. Yeah. They didn't hurt anybody. They're just assholes. Yeah, they just um, rock with attitude. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got, I got, like I said, I'm watching the special as, as we're talking about it. And uh, during the jumping squirrel bit, I forgot there's like ju a jumping squirrel wife in the audience who's losing her fucking mind over the ju yeah. other jumping squirrels. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I know I get the idea that they're supposed to be abrasive and loud and noisy and stuff. And you wonder, like, how could these guys possibly win? They're, they're not nearly as heartfelt as, as the other two, as our hero guys. But they do put on a pretty good fucking show. They got their own lighting system and everything like that. guitars and fog machines. Yeah. It's fucked that the if anyone's the real villain here, it's it's the fucking Mr. Mayor Fox who let these assholes slide in. Yeah, after to the, 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 the town hall, and they're not even from Frog Bottom or where they were. Yeah, the fuck. So yeah, it's hard to blame the River, River Bottom Nightmare Band. I would hope that after this, like some kind of rules have been set up, so like you can't have people roll up literally five minutes before the uh, contest is going to be over. People are out of town, no less. Yeah. But yeah, Riverbottom Nightmare Band, they 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 earn their win there, yeah. even if they're kind of stupid. Everybody out loves them. Heroes. They win. Christmas is saved. The out of towners. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I mean, great if it just ends there. That's yep. okay. A perfect Life story sucks. if it ends there, but it doesn't have to because it doesn't. There's still 10 minutes. We good. Yeah. Outside, after the, the all the shit it goes down, Ma lets uh, Emmett know that she hawks his tool chest and he lets her know. Well. You can see what I did. And then the bullfrog was one of the judges comes out, tells them, hey, that shit was close, yo. But your act was missing that, that, that little something. Like, the possibility of eating us all. So, next time, if you could just threaten to eat us, I'm sure you'd win. That's true, there's a food chain that's being ignored here. Yeah. Um. He then leaves, because his restaurant is fucking pumping, and he doesn't have time for these poor people. I love the idea. He turns around and he just walks into the music video. What's the Lazy Town video with the? Uh, no, or uh, I don't know which one you're talking. Back about. The, mixed with the what's his face? Back that ass up. Oh yeah, yeah. Cooking by the book. Yeah, it's just that song just blasting that that remix, YouTube remix, just blasting in the mm. background. He just like walks into the video. Yeah, yeah. Froggy X Machina. Yeah, so, they, so everybody's sad and starts walking home. And Ma's like, you know, Emmett, I was going to get you that guitar if I had one. And he's like, I was going to get you a piano. And she tells him that is the nicest gift anybody's ever thought about getting her. And they keep walking home. One of them's playing the kazoo. And Ma realizes the kazoo is shit and slaps it out of his hand and tells him to shut the fuck up. Also, she, she's had enough enough of this shit for one night. She she wants to go home, just get some Excedrin in her and fall asleep. Get some wine and... Yeah. Yeah. The worst Christmas Eve ever. She realizes that her song and their song could fit together pretty nice. So she starts a singing. And they all think it sounds pretty good. So they keep on singing. Right in front of the Bullfrog's okay. restaurant. Whoops the door, walks outside. Hugs a gravy boat at them and tells them to get off his land. Poor motherfuckers. And the movie ends. He fires a shotgun over their heads and tells them to get the fuck home. If you can't contribute meaningfully and financially to this to, to this most important Christmas Eve night. Yeah. The crowd gathers and claps for them. Everybody likes it. 
So Toad asked him if they'd like to work at his place. With meals on the house! That's, that's sure better than $50 to live off of. Yeah, that's a little... So they do! Yeah. The jug band sounds exactly like a regular instrument band, except with a kazoo. It's very impressive. And so Ma and the <sighs> Emmett and the boys started to make a little regular money and a lot of really fine music. And from then on, Christmas was a little merrier on the river. Thanks, Kermit. So long, Kermit. I want an alternate <laughs> version of this where instead of the frog, it's Tom Nook. Mm. And he just enslaves the band. He's like, you know, I give you... He, like, invites them in with a promise of free meals, but suddenly he's like, ah, oh, I changed my mind, actually. Like, no. You now owe me. Now you're going to have to work off these no, meals. No, he invites them in for a free and... meal and then be like, hey, I built an addition to your house. You owe me money. Well, that's how he works. Is like, hey, come on over here. I'm going to pretend to gift you something, but oh, now you owe me 100,000 bells for this mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Oh. So it was a good first night. They're all walking home after they're done singing. And the poor... After there's like a little epilogue to yeah. this thing. I always, I always re misremember this as just them ending inside, you know, singing inside the the end. And the but, porcupine know. kid fucking is all about the mashed potatoes. Him and I, we were late. We were late. Fucking give me mashed potatoes. Yes, thank you. So they're gonna sing one more song on the way home for Pa, and it's when the river meets the sea again, only this time with a kazoo. The end. Yeah, I like it goes into a really upbeat version of itself, too. Yeah, and the credits start rolling, and that's the end of the special, yeah. Um, yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so what'd you think? Um, it's... I... It's fine. It, like I said, it, it doesn't... <laughs> yeah, that's... It yeah. doesn't really feel like a Christmas special. It feels yeah, like that, a special that was uh, on I can totally in the see 80s, that. but not necessarily Christmas. I think that's one of the things I actually liked about this as a kid that it's not it's not dripping in Christmas. Yeah. And you get the idea that like the you know, the Christmassy is more in like the the, the tenor of the songs and stuff. Like it's supposed and, to be about the heart rather than yeah, the, the season. But I feel like yeah. with a few more characters and a a bit more writing, it could have ended if it was a bit longer. It could have been somehow tighter because. I'd, mm. I'd like if they had fleshed out the, the quote-unquote villains a bit more, given some more characters to some of the other side characters. Uh, yeah. But what do I know? I'm a Grinch. A humbug. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't hate it. Again, I didn't want to oversell it because, yeah, this is another thing that I love very much that does not benefit from being oversold. It's very slight. Um, It is very, very I'm slight. I'm sure you've voiced um, this on other people in the past. What have other people thought? You know what? I don't know if I've ever successfully browbeat. I I think it's one of those things. I have suggested this to other people, but I've never shoved it down their throats. Mm -hmm. I've never been, hey, I'm going to make you watch this right now. Mm. I've always been like, oh, if, if, if you're into the Muppets and you like Christmas, you might dig this. Mm. But I've never been like, I've never sold it as a like, guarantee or anything like that. And like I said, I don't know. I've seen it with other people, but I've never tried to make anyone who hasn't seen it before and watch it for the first time, at least with me yeah. there. And I've heard some other people who did eventually watch it and they liked it well enough, but like... Yeah, you definitely had to kind of grow up with this to be really into it. And with this, like I said, this this thing is as old as I am. And so I can, this first debuted when I was a kid. So this thing's like baked into my DNA more than pretty much any, anyone else. So, yeah, I can't imagine. I, I, I would imagine that if I if I was in your shoes just seeing this for the first time right now. I, you know, I would appreciate, hey, it's Jim Henson thing. It's cool. You know, it's nice, nice to see new Muppet stuff, but. Yeah, I, I can't imagine this suddenly automatically be, be, becoming, like, 
part of my Christmas rotation of bullshit to watch yeah. every year. Yeah, there were a couple of cute parts, but it was it didn't really have the Henson humor to it. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, because this thing, it's definitely much more trying to appeal much more to sentimentality and kind of godliness and the soul and stuff. It's not trying to be as funny yeah. as other Henson stuff. It's, it's, it's trying to be a bit more maudlin and... I'm always cool with that because I am a sentimental maudlin motherfucker. But, yeah. Um, um, uh, Bill, yeah. did you know about this thing I am sending you right now? And do, uh oh, do we gonna require some editing in the podcast? No, 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 no. It's, um, the images that go along with this webpage are certainly, certainly a thing. Oh, no, there's a stage show Apparently of this? there's a stage show. The fuck am I looking at here? <laughs> With human beings playing some of the parts, but not all of them. Some of the parts, but not what? But they're still wearing like Zubily Zoo costumes. That's what it looks like. Cause like, oh. no, <laughs> no, no, no. Just even the drawings. They have the like the costume sketches of normal people dressed like Muppets. No, <laughs> this is like. You know, I love New Zealand, but I don't want to see human people made up to look like Zuleeland throwing Muppet fish at me. <laughs> like, yeah, like, the, the the first image in this, it's, uh, the, the, the MuppetWikia.com, there's an entry for the Emmett Otter Jug Band Christmas stage show, mm -hmm. and you've got live people dressed as Ma and Emmett Otter with giant fucking Muppet hands, furry Muppet hands that are completely out of scale with the rest of their bodies. Speaking to what is just a recreation, it's Doc Bullfrog in puppet form. Yeah. And even the proportions of their bodies are all fucked up because they try to, like, make their bodies, like, as big and as bulky as they are. It, like, they try to make their bodies look like they do in the show, but, like, their heads are tiny because they don't have, like, big bulky heads to match the rest of their padded costumes. So it looks extra weird. Yeah. You fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked you, you up. That is creepy. Dude, it now. Oh God, how long did this last? Uh, not too long. <laughs> you... I can imagine oh, why. 2009. To, oh my the God. The show returned from 2009 to 2010. Uh, Look at the the bunnies from the from the hopping bunny show. Yeah, it ran. Like they just look like they look like they're screaming. If it opened December 7, 2008, closed January 4th, 2009. So a couple months there, and yeah. then a couple months in 2009 to 2010, probably, and then, and then I'm assuming the costumes and props okay, they correctly yeah. locked it away forever. Uh, I'm assuming the costumes and props of the show were not made by the Muppet people because they don't look like like it. they're just yeah, like like Helen Muskrat costume here just looks like a, it looks like a Muppet knockoff. Yeah, the Doc Bullfrog's not that bad, but like some of the other stuff just yeah, this is no. No me gusto. No me gusto. You fucked up. I'm glad. Let's put it this way. I'm glad that you saw the actual special first, rather than this godforsaken <laughs> stage show. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad I could horrify you with something yet again. It's oh, good to I'll put that link in the show notes. Or I guess you will, since you post the show. It's always notes, good but... to to uh, <laughs> scar you a little bit. That really is just. Okay, yeah. yeah. But that um, was Emma time. It is December. So. I do think I did joke about it, but it is kind of a timely message because the whole point of Emma Otter Struck Man Christmas is that even when flashy stupid bullshit wins, at least we still have each other is a very very prescient uh story 
in 2017 mm-hmm. in, a, in a world and of bullshit right everything now. Everything will be okay so long as we get some fucking mashed potatoes. As long as you happen to be showing off your best talents in front of a dot in front of an animal that will employ you forever at his inn, yeah, everything will work out okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the only real uh, background note about this thing was um, up Emmett Otter stripping Christmas. The TV special version of it came across when uh, happened when Muppet Show head writer Jerry Jewell uh, became a fan of Emmett Otter stripping Christmas children's book. Uh, in late 1976, Jerry Jewell approached Jim Henson about turning that children's book into a TV special. Uh, Henson and Jewell then asked Paul Williams, who had just uh, guest starred on The Muppet Show, if he'd like to write songs for the special, and he agreed, starting a longtime collaboration pe- between Paul Williams and The Muppets. Uh, Paul Williams is, he's a very tiny man, uh, who, yeah, he wrote all the songs for The Muppet Movie, yeah. and did a lot of stuff and he's still alive he shows up as an arms dealer in john wick too mm. <laughs> out of all the fucking i was like wait paul williams is an arms dealer in this fucking action movie uh wasn't a man have you ever seen the cannonball run movies no. he shows up in those too he's one of the cannonball run guys he's like dresses in a little tight tiny white cowboy outfit with this big tall guy who's in a cowboy uh, white cowboy outfit it's really arbitrary but yeah that, that's that's yeah i guess the yeah, I guess uh, Jerry Joel was just a fan of the original book, and I guess this also became like a yeah a testing platform for some of the technology that they would end up uh, perfecting in the Muppet movie. So that's that's kind of interesting that this kind of like what should have just been a cheap uh, knockoff thing for HBO actually turned out to be like yeah between uh, working with Paul Williams for the first time and the marionettes and the radio controlled robots and stuff. Yeah, this was kind of a dry run for the Muppet movie. Yeah. So even from at least from a technological perspective, it's kind of an interesting little bit of Muppet history. And so, yay. yeah. Muppets! Yeah. Christmas! Christmas! Yay! Speaking of Christmas, what so, are we doing next time, Bill? We are doing... Oh, God, it's called the Nutcracker. Nutcracker, it's the, the motion Pacific picture. It's the Northwest version? Is that... Okay, Nutcracker, the motion picture. Which, is, it's got to be better than that, or is it the that name movie? sounds. I think it's the motion picture. Uh, it's on iTunes yeah, for 15 picture. bucks. Yeah, I just bought it. I think there's, like, Blu-rays and stuff out of there. I don't know if it's on. Let me see if it's on. It's one. Of, it was one of the, uh, the... Not the first, because there's the Bershnikov one, too. Because the motion picture came out the... in 96. Oh, really? This, what we're going to talk about, came out in 1996? Yes. And the Bershnikov is from 77. Yeah, this is going to be a live-action thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I had no idea if Balanchine had a movie, or Brishkinov. Brishkinov. But we're talking about the version that was uh, mounted by, what, the Pacific? Pacific Northwest Ballet, uh, based out of Seattle. Sorry, Patricia Barker. More, most importantly, if you see anything that looks like Marie Sendak's work mm-hmm. in it, that you're watching the proper version, because Marie Sendak, the guy who did Where the Wild Things Are and, you know, a thousand other things like that, he did the production design for this uh, production of the Nutcrackers. So, yeah, this is going to be our first... Wait, what? it's not our first ballet, because we did... Wait, was Pirates and Benzance... Was That wasn't a ballet, right? <laughs> no, that was just a musical. that was an opera. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. So I can officially say this is our first ballet. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Which we'll be talking ballets about. Ballets are silent. <laughs> not a... Not a... Not oh, a nothing dialogue. Huh. There's no ballets at all with any songs. Well, there. I mean, there might be some like 
some song, some like operatic stuff, because operas always had like, not always, but very frequently had a ballet section, and, and like uh, Midsummer Night's hmm. Dream, uh, which is usually called just the Dream, uh, has one of the pieces of music as a song, and it's ugh, I hate that section of that ballet. It's terrible. Huh. But, um, yeah, usually there's no... There's definitely no dialogue. It's all pantomime. It's gonna be weird, because we don't have anyone who knows anything about the Nutcracker nope. to really talk about the Nutcracker. Nope. I, I joke because Daniel just definitely got done Definitely nobody who hates the fucking Nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just... Did you just perform it on Sunday, like two days before we were recording yeah, this? Like, I've yeah, it was on another, Sunday, right? I've got another one I have to do in uh, week, the weekend of the 16th. Yeah, so this is totally within Daniel's wheelhouse, and I think, hope with any luck, we'll have a special guest star on that episode. Ooh, la, la. Three of us uh, talking about that. Hopefully, our friend Dylan McConus will be on uh, talking because she grew up. Uh, watching that version of the Nutcracker, too, so hopefully all three of us will be talking about that next week. But, yeah! Uh, Nutcracker the movie from 1996. Uh -huh. The motion picture. The motion picture. Uh, available on... I know, yeah, iTunes, it doesn't seem like the whole thing's on YouTube. Not the one with Barishnikov. But I'm sure it's gotta be on, like, an Amazon Prime and stuff, and too. And not the one with Macaulay Culkin. It's the 1996 Wait, are you serious? One. Yep. Ugh. That one came out in, uh... Uh, I want to say like 94 or 95. Mm. But I can't fucking Fuck remember. that. Fuck that cracker. Uh, okay. That version's not yeah, very well, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nutcracker. Nutcracker. We'll be back to talk about Nutcracker. Yeah. Christmas continues. Christmas continues with the Mudrin. Never stops. On Twitter and the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. And possibly Dylan McConus's Twitter handle is Bill. D McConus. Is there an underslash in there or just, anything? Yeah, D No, okay. just all one word, just D M E C D M E C O N I S. There you go. Um yeah. yeah Dylan with a Y, not with an I. Um Even though yeah, you don't like have to spell it for D McConus. <laughs> <laughs> just say why? I mean, if you just uh, the easiest thing is to Google the name Dylan McConaughey. Well, we do that too. And, yeah, but she'll be on here. We'll be talking about stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was Emma Daughter's Strength Band Christmas. Yeah. I'm glad Daniel didn't hate it. I'm glad I didn't try to foist it on you too hard. You so. haven't tried to foist it on me at all. Oh yeah, you totally surprised me with this. That's it's your birthday. Yeah. I'm glad I never tried to. Happy birthday, yeah. boy! I thank you so much. Hey. I'm 12. Yay! I got you a Stay Puft Marshmallow toy. Video game. <laughs> Oh, you know, oh my god, I just realized, oh. when did Zelda 2 come out? Because this may be the 30th anniversary of me getting Zelda 2 for my birthday. Oh, oh is that 1988? <gasps> oh, yeah, no, that was 1988. Oh, oh so that's next, next year. year. I'm going to have to have like people over and force them to play uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it came out in yeah, December 1st, 1988, so it was like four days. Oh, my god. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. Yep. So, until next time, remember, shut up, Bill. 365 days of Zelda 2 coming up oh, now. Oh, shit. Oh, nobody wants that. <laughs> my whole, my, oh. the whole rest of my, yeah, this is going to be the year of Zelda 2 for oh. me from now until no, my next birthday. No, no, no. No. Okay. Yep. All right. No. Until next time, you can fill your holes with popcorn. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye. Take care.